Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello! And welcome to 4 News 4. That's right, we're going for a more attacking lineup because it's a Tuesday. I'm Adam Wilborn from One Culture Football. I actually, I actually think I might like the name 3 News 3. No, 4, 4, oh, it's 2, isn't it? Yeah. 3 News 3 1. Christmas tree formation. Christmas tree Ford news video. There you go. I'm Adam Glimmer from what I'm not. <laughs> He's Adam Glimmer from What Culture Football. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. Uh, here we go. You all, wish! All of today's news stories. And let's dive straight to them because we've got to talk about all the fallout from the close of the European transfer window. And UK Lower League. And UK Lower League. I haven't got any UK lower league transfers here. But yeah, we want to talk about some of the big transfers that happened yesterday and how that may well affect the Premier League. And the big one, I suppose, is the shock exit of Henrik Mkhitaryan yeah. from Arsenal. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. It's not so much a shock exit in like, oh my God, how are Arsenal going to deal without Henrik Mkhitaryan in their, in their side? But it is shock in that he literally came off the bench the day before mm. when they had like Willock and Ozil on the bench and they chose him. So it's a bit... It's kind of out of nowhere in the sense that it looked like they were going to give him another go this season. But can we officially now, just officially put a rubber stamp on it? Because Sanchez, obviously gone, right? Mkhitaryan's obviously gone. That transfer looked like being one of the smartest bits of business. Because Man United were desperate for like a marquee player like Sanchez. Arsenal could really have used like another wily attacking sort of option player. Is that the most disastrous transfer in British football history. It's certainly the most disastrous swap deal I've ever seen. But like, is it for just, both sides. But is it just the worst? Like, has anybody benefited from that at all? Agents, that's about it, basically, isn't it? Yeah, he uh, he joined Arsenal to, uh, from Man United, of course, in January 2018 for that swap deal. And he's now joined Syria outside Roma on a season-long loan uh, for a reported 2.7 million. I think that's a good move for him, though, because as we've said, Roma have a long and rich history of rehabilitating uh, unwanted Premier League attacking players, Javinho being one, Mo Salah being the best example. So, yeah, he's still got plenty of time left. He is a good, he's undeniably a good player. He's yeah. Dortmund were fantastic. It's, it's, it must be so frustrating for if you're a fan of his in particular because he's he has flashes, doesn't he? Uh, and he was very unfortunate. Obviously, he couldn't play in the Europa League final last season. That's still, I'm still annoyed about that, by the way. Politics. I'm still annoyed about that. Uh, let's run through some of the other big uh, transfer European transfer deadline day uh, moves. Javier Hernandez has joined Bayer Leverkusen for no that's the wrong way around he's joined Sevilla he joined West Ham from Bayer Leverkusen hey, uh, for 7.2 million uh, he's been a good player for West Ham I he's, thought. he's been a solid when you look at the history as we have done many many times mm-hmm. of West Ham buying uh, centre forwards he's probably got the best record certainly been the least disastrous of the many the litany of Benny McCarthy's and Meadows <laughs> and who's that lad from the lower leagues they got 
Well, take your pick. Take your pick. Of them. He's been one of the better buys they've got. And I think, I, I imagine the reason he's gone so late in the transfer window is because they've put so much stock in Ale. Ale, not Halle. We've been told this. We should do a video about all this, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we should. It's not Sebastian Halle. He has said it's, it's, it's Ale. So Sebastian Ale's hit the ground running. He scored some goals and looks like being a solid player. I think they probably wait to see because if he was a bit, if he was a bit in and out, if he was struggling a bit, you probably would want Hernandez there uh, as an option. But yeah, he looks like he can carry them through for the rest of the season. So. One of the best super subs ever. I th this is the thing. I think he's going to end up getting a reputation for that as his career winds down. Oh, he was a fantastic season. He was just a good player. Yeah. In general, like I'm sure a lot of his best performances for Man United were starting. I remember that one where he played against Chelsea. I think he got a hat trick in that game. He was unreal. He changed the game for them. But yeah, best look for him over in Sevilla. Still looks like Sigourney Weaver though for me. So. I like that. Uh, let's move on and talk about a man whose facial hair makes mine look good. Uh, Matteo Darmian, uh, he's joined Palmer for a reported fee of 1.4 million. Uh, he's been at United for the past four years and not done a lot. Is he a Van Gaal buy? He must have been. Jan been July 2015. That's yeah, I think he was a Van Gaal buy. Been a weird one him because he, he was sort of brought in like, oh, he's... If you look at the strategy Man United are doing now, they're trying to buy players who fit the Man United mould of not being the finished article, but being incredibly talented players who are going to develop and become icons at the club. And he was pretty much the only player Van Gaal bought that fit that mould, and he's been in and out and in and out. He's never been particularly very good. No, he's never been that reliable, and I've never heard one United fan say, oh, Damian Stein. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, true. I've never heard that I, either. I think the Italian game will suit him a lot more. He's, uh, he's off to Parma, so I think that's like probably... He's Italian? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, let's talk about... Insight. The sec what, what, who was the second most handsome man in the Premier League, Fernando Lorente. Of course, he was Wait, without a club. Who's the most handsome? Olivier Giroud. Right, so even though Fabian Cher's better looking than both of them. Mm. Fabian Cher, that's another one, not yeah, Char. Not Char, Fabian Cher. Martin Dubraca. Dubraca, yeah. I just, but I just could get completely off topic here. The Premier League have finally sat down all these players and said, how do we say your name? Mm. They do, they've done this in Germany and Spain for about 10 years. <laughs> like, all the, all the merchandise and all the marketing material, you see all these pictures of players in the kits every single season. Sky have to go down and do the photos and the walk-ups and whatnot. And it's all the official Premier League stuff. Literally, just do it then. And then, oh, well, we might as well get around to doing this. It's insane. I, I just think it's, it's very Premier League to be like... It's Martin Dubravka, right? No, no, it's Martin. Yeah, it's Martin Dubravka. So, I'm here with Sebastian Haller. No, it's, it's Ale. Ale, Ale. Yeah, it's got it. Why has he got an H in it then? You're in England, we'll say it properly. Right. Um, Fernando Lorente, though, is off to Napoli, free transfer. Uh, I, I thought he did a job for Tottenham. Yes, however, it's one of the, I did a, an article on him not so very long ago, and his actual like X goals and X game start is actually pretty good, mm. especially when it comes to. It's really good when it's like X goals and X starts. But like five of those were in like one FA Cup tie ah, against yes. like somebody. So it's, it is slightly inflated. Um, I, again, look at this Spurs side and I just think, can you afford to not have another player? I know they let him go, but there was talk that they were going to just get him back on a free after letting him go on a free. I just, if he's good enough to do a job for Napoli, I would struggle to argue that Spurs couldn't have used him this season. Fernando Llorente is one of those players who... Did, did an incredible job for me on an old an old uh, version of FIFA, so I will not hear a bad word said against him. Yeah, that's him. fair enough. I'm seeing with Freddie Guarin. Yeah, the football manager. Um, I also like the fact uh, one of my abiding memories of him is, of course, that goal he scored against Man City in the Champions League. Oh. But all I can remember from that is whoever the guy they had in the studio was, who was the referee, yeah. was like, I think it's come off his knee, and it hit him here. Yeah. 
What part of the anatomy Peter, do you think Peter that Walton. Is? Yeah. Peter Walton. Like, the last... Like, if you lined up every single person, living or dead on this planet, in order of who should be on TV, in, like, standalone segments, to camera, he would honestly... I don't know if he'd be right at the back, no. but near enough. But also, my favourite part of that is, remember when, it's obviously been edited out subsequently, but I remember watching the game, and when Tottenham scored that last-minute winner, they went so mental. You know the episode of, of something where it's like, Star Wipe, Star Wipe, Star Wipe? Yeah. There was just a random one-second yeah. cut of him in the studio going, and then we cut to that was amazing. Then, uh, Lucas Moura legging it off. Uh, let's talk uh, about a couple more. Asmir Begovic, uh, he's joined... Should, uh, before you move on, I should point out, I know if you're a Spurs fan, and you're watching me say, oh, no, he could have done a job. I know Spurs fans really didn't like him. Yeah, I know yeah. you're happy to be shot of him, but it's going to be a long season. It's a, it's a big shoes to fill in, Harry Kane, isn't Ooh. it? Like, yeah. Uh, Asmir Begovic has joined Carabag on loan until January. Go on, do it. Yeah, I thought you normally have to pay 10p for uh, Carabag. <laughs> um, he, was, he was at Chelsea, of course. He, uh, he went to Bournemouth. For 10 million in May 2017, we'll get complaints. <laughs> uh, I like Begovic. Always, I like that joke. Always... Begovic is a good goalkeeper. He's probably been the Premier League's most not underappreciated, but certainly underutilised. The amount of benches he sat on unnecessarily. He was, he was a staple. Of, he was staple of Premier League world, wasn't he? Yeah, Begovic. Always going to be Begovic. Cool guy by the sounds of it. Isn't he big in heavy metal and skateboarding mm. and stuff? I might have yeah. made that up entirely. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, and Yannick Balassi. Uh, a man I think described once by Neil Warnock as, as a difficult winger to play against because you don't know where he's going to go and neither does he. He has joined Sporting well, Lisbon. Sorry, but have you seen the clip of Neil Warnock? I'm sure he'd find any winger difficult to play against. Uh, he's joined Sporting Lisbon on a season-long loan from Everton after joining, the, joining Everton from Crystal <sighs> See, Palace. See, I remember course. not that very long ago the Balassi transfer to Everton and I think it was Spurs were in for him, Liverpool were in for him, I think Chelsea maybe in for him and it was a real statement of intent like, yeah. this is the new Everton, they've got this kind of clout, they can attract these players, they can spend this kind of money and Balassi looked like being the real staple marquee signing of the next few years. Of course, injuries have sort of kept him out and out and out. He went on loan, I think, last season somewhere. Yeah, hopefully he can get his career back on track at Sporting because he's a very exciting player. Yeah, he's dangerous. He's, he's Car Sorry, well. Carabag, are they in the Champions League this year? I think so. Yeah, so Asmir Begovic got a Champions League move. Fernando Llorente got a Champions League move. Uh, Balassi got a Champions League move. Darmian, not got a Champions League move. <laughs> Hernandez? No. Mkhitaryan, though. Yeah. A big step up for most of these lads. Congratulations well done, to all them. Uh, right, let's move on to something you will not believe. It's now time for my stat attack. Now, either someone who's editing this will have put some like cool graphics I up on the screen. Genuinely, can you please put Alan Partridge's face over his just when he says that? Stat attack. Because I found out a great statistic to tell you about. All about everyone's favourite player, Granite Xhaka. Granit Xhaka made another costly mistake, of course, in the game against Tottenham. A ridiculous sliding I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Sliding in. The player's like not even facing the goal, so sliding in out of nowhere is just as he's about to pass it in the box seems... No, no outfield player has made more errors leading to goals sure. in the Premier League since 2016 than Granit Xhaka. Wow. Seven in total. Jesus, he's directly responsible for seven goals. There was, uh, I can't remember, I think it was, it was, was it Neville? Someone was talking about him on the commentary and basically saying, I'm astonished about how many fouls he gives away in every game and surprisingly doesn't get booked either. Well, literally that North London derby, he was on about his seventh or eighth foul before he got booked. I remember him getting booked and seeing that and going, he's gone, that's it. Like, he must have been. See him? I was like, oh, oh he's off here. Like, 
Well, it's just, it's, that's, that's just as yellow. That's a warning now. No more of this. I've had enough of this with, with eight minutes to go. You'd be on your best behaviour. But yeah, he's uh, he's ahead of the likes of Otamendi, Milivojevic, Ben Mee, Simon Francis, Granit Xhaka, top of the league for errors leading to goals. Wow. Well, congratulations, Granit Xhaka. Yeah. Do you want to do your stat attack out right now? That was that your... That was your stat attack. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to your Twitter questions. We always like getting these at What Culture Married. FC. Married. Yes. If you want to, uh, if you want to send them to us at What Culture FC, uh, we'll start with a question from Demonic Hippie to Mr. and Mrs. Hippie, a son. Demonic. He says, "All right, lads. As a Stoke fan, it's been a rather <laughs> disastrous last half a decade or so. Just try being a Chesterfield fan. Uh, what ideas do you have regarding what they need to do to turn it around? Give Jack Butland a holiday because Jack Butland is obviously a very good goalkeeper, but his head has clean fallen off. Yeah, he's made so many. Literally every time I hear anything about Stoke, it's I've seen this Jack Butland clip yet." Like, Jack Butland's a good goalkeeper. Like, genuinely a very good goalkeeper. They did really well to hang on to him mm. when they went down. But something's not right there. Like, give him a break. Like, just send him on holiday. Send him to Butland's or something. Just like a week to sort of sort his head out. Because something, something's not wrong there. I don't know what else you do at the other end of the pitch, but I think having a goalkeeper that's not literally kicking the ball off the backs of attackers into his own net might be a start. It used to be the case. Falling over shots. It used to be the case where, yeah, with someone saying, you see what Jack Butland's done? It'd be some worldy save. Yeah, yeah. And then literally the other day, you were going to work and you were like, lads, have you seen this? And it was that clip from the Carabao Cup where he just kicks it to a player. Mad. Shocker. Uh, Cal Moffat gives us our second question of today. He says, if Mourinho... To Mr. and Mrs. Moffat. Sorry. A son, little miss. If Mourinho returns to management, which club should he go to and why? Do you know what? Let's go full banter era. When Bruce eventually gets the... I was going to say when Bruce, when Bruce, When they eventually do... They're going to do the same thing they did with McLaren, right? There's going to be a disastrous season. They're going to hang on just too long to, for somebody to actually fix the situation like they did with McLaren. Just a reminder, by the way, they sacked Steve McLaren after there was a two-week international break and they sacked him the game after it when he should have been sacked. Literally, it was always going to... If they lose the game before the international break, they're going to sack Bruce and they lost it and they didn't sack him. He had this two, two weeks to work... This is McLaren, sorry. Two weeks to work with the squad. Came back, lost the next game, sacked him, got Rafa in. Rafa all of a sudden had like a game in three days' time and that was it. I think it was the derby in like three days' time or something. They're going to they're hang on with Bruce just too long but when they eventually do get rid of him, just get just go full banter, get Mourinho in. He yeah. loves it here. He's never won at St. James's Park. Hasn't he? That's, That's a good stat. Mourinho's never won a Is that game. another stat attack? <laughs> stat attack. Mourinho's never won at St. James' Park. Ever. Any competition. Love that. that no, just... sorry. In the league. I think just maybe just in the mm -hmm. league. He's never won at St. James' Park. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, Newcastle would be good. I don't know where else he would go. I think Newcastle, I'm inclined to sort of... He'd love that sort no, of challenge. It's just... The thing is, it's perfect for him because if it doesn't go quite well, he can always be like, well, look what I've got to work with. You know what I mean? Whereas if it does go well, well, I'm the special one, I'm amazing. I will say though, I think tragically the game has... Mourinho was so innovative when he first came along. Like his methods were really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like he was... You know, he would take big sides and make them defensive in games where they wouldn't normally be defensive. He would basically be able to get results against absolutely anybody. And But I think he was so entrenched in his ideas, even though they were forward thinking for the time. I think now... The game's a bit like kind of, Wenger. Yeah, the same with Wenger. I think the game is kind of left. We saw, saw it at Man United. He sort of had no idea what he was doing. But I will say, Mourinho saying that getting that Man United side second in the league was his greatest ever achievement now looks to be fair cop. Yeah, it? pretty bang on. Um, I'm going to say PSG. Oh, that's the most like 2019 thing that could happen. That. That's yeah. the most modern football pattern. 
Dylan Williams. Mr. and Mrs. Williams, the son, Dylan. Uh, he says... It's not funny when they're not funny. But what <laughs> is? better Twitter names. <laughs> uh, he says, me and my mate currently have a bet on. Who is going to finish higher, West Ham or Everton? Everton, West Ham will not even finish in the top half. That is the team. Wow. I'm going to say Everton, but I think Leicester's going to finish higher than both of those. Teams. I think Leicester will get above both of them. I think Everton have got a problem at the minute because they can't score any goals. They are still resolutely solid at the back. But as the season goes on, you tend to find the teams that are stable. You can always find goals. You can always add goals. Tightening up at the back is an iron impossible. I like this West Ham side more than I think I've probably liked any West Ham side. Mm. No, slightly less now they've got rid of uh, Hernandez, but... I think they're going to have some incredible matches this season. They'll probably get a couple of big scalps, but I think consistency for them might be a problem. And when you look at like the money Everton have spent and what they're expecting, Leicester, Wolves, so many other sides outside of that top six. Because you've got to remember, right? There's a top six, right? Mm -hmm. So take your conventional top six. Leicester, West Ham, Everton, Wolves. That's, there's only four other sides getting the top ten. Yeah. And that's not including any dark horses that have come up this season. That's a very good point. I think... West Ham might struggle for consistency to get in that top 10. I mean, could be wrong, could be wrong. But I think if anyone's going to break the top six, it's going to be... everyone's going to break the top six, it's going to be Everton. If anyone's going to break the top four, it's going to be Leicester. Oh, good, good take, I like that. Um, uh, <laughs> good take, yes. Uh, I agree with you. Everton aren't going to finish out than West Ham, but I'm going to give a prediction now. West Ham will beat Tottenham at some point this season. Yeah, I, I It feels like a game they'd win that. I will it? say as well, Wolves... I want to talk about, as is completely after, I want to talk about Wolves for a second, right? We need Wolves. to talk about Wolves. If you're a Wolves fan, right, you need to be really happy with the idea of finishing 14th or 15th yes. this season. In exchange, and only in exchange, I might add, for like a really good run in the Europa League. A couple of big games, a couple of nights under the floodlights at Molyneux, like quarterfinal, maybe a semi-final, something like that. If you finish 14th or 15th, because they're in no danger of getting relegated, they're way too good to go down. If they can get a couple of really good nights in the Europa League, be absolutely delighted with that. I think that's spot on. Uh, very quickly, speaking of bets, got to give a shout out to What Culture Football's very own Andy Murray, who finally paid his pasty bet, foolishly betting against me last season that Solomon Rondon would not score 10 goals, league goals, I should say, for Newcastle. Uh, however, speaking of fools, I've said Andy Carroll will match that this season. So. 10! 10! He wouldn't even let me have it in all competitions. Well, he's played you there, hasn't he? He's done me, I was at that game where he got that 10th one, and that's the thing I was most happy about. Yeah, I got the text. I think I got the text from you before I had the score update. Yeah. It just said, like... Basti! Basti, 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 Basti! Let's move on to today's, and finally, and uh, I've been a bit sneaky here. I want to surprise you with something. Former Newcastle United striker Michael Owen says his move from Real Madrid to the Magpies, that's Newcastle United, of course, was a downward step, quote, and the only one I really regret. Adam Cleary's a Newcastle United fan. Your thoughts? I think if Michael Owen had ever watched any films in his life, because he's apparently famous for not actually liking watching films, if he'd ever watched a film in his life, he would be better at making up stories for attention. He's got oh, a book sorry, out. Sorry, sorry, I was going to say, yeah, well, where's it? So it's just, what, is he talking about Newcastle United? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, he regrets the move and all this. Oh, what was the thing you other thing he said? Didn't have anything to prove to effing Newcastle mm -hmm. Wow. Weird, because he doesn't like us because we think he's like a little money-grubbing little worm. And he's, oh, he's got a book out. He's got a book out. Oh, he needs to sell copies of his book. Oh, it is, it is useful. It is really good, that book, though as a sleep aid. So, you know, it's out there. Also, if you get the chance, go and check out today uh, Michael Owen and Alan Shearer shooting on each other on Twitter. Do you know Michael Owen ran over a rabbit? He tweeted, very just ran over a rabbit, gutted. Like, he tweeted that once, he ran over a rabbit. 
Wish the rabbit had ran over him. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. on all today's news stories in the cup. I've got a mental image of a rabbit behind me. So have I. Story. I can't get it away. Two on the pedals. Let's know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories in the comment section below. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. There and was a Looney Tunes episode once a Bugs Bunny had a car and the accelerator pedal was the big shape of a rabbit's foot and it popped me daft. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe Love, yeah. to watch your football for daily football podcasts. And you send <laughs> <laughs> The big rabbit pedal, is that what's got you? <laughs> had the little toe marks in the top as well for extra grip. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Cleary, C L E L I. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. <laughs> Uh, that's about it for yeah, today. I'm going to uh, hurry and follow me because I'm going to just tweet this picture out completely out of context and only the people who've seen this video will understand. Oh, well, Might have been Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was a cartoon rabbit yeah, anyway. It still worked, whatever. Uh, my thanks to Adam Cleary. Thank you for watching and we will see you soon. Farewell. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.